What's up, Pats fans? Pats Tailgate Party Podcast. What episode are we in, Andrew? <laughs> <I really don't laughs> 16. It's 15, it's 15 last 15. week. Oh, 15. man. <laughs> the, best, the best part is it's not even... Uh, but who's counting? Yeah, that... <laughs> Oh man, the best part, Andrew, is it's. I don't. I don't actually uh, need you to know. I just need you to say who's count. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> oh, well, I think good. that shtick got particularly old when we started to do who's our favorite patriot with the number of the things. So we are actually counting. all right. Okay, I'm happy so we switched just, it. You know, no, so we switched it over. Always. Uh, uh, so that so will be helpful. Oh, it's good. Episode fifteen. We're back. <laughs> better than ever and we're in much better mood today uh much better mood today we'll go around the horn in a second but uh pass got back on track on sunday which was great to see um and we'll talk about that a little bit get into some some uh some playoff hopes if you will uh my name is michael lakis uh we, we, listen if you haven't gone to boston sports journal i i say it you know i've said it 15 weeks now bostonsportsjournal.com greg bedard uh, puts on the best analysis, the best uh, videos, everything you can want as one, a Boston sports fan, but also a Patriots fan to be sure. My name there is Pat Sox Celts Bruce. So we'll just go around the horn. Um, I know all of us are members here on Boston Sports Journal. So go to kick it to my right, my brother, Andrew. Andrew, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I uh, couldn't agree with you more, Boston Sports Journal. Every January, I get the bill uh in my renewal each year and it's the best 35 i don't know what it is now but i get charged 35 dollars it's the best 35 dollars i spend as a boston sports fan all year uh and on there i'm winter coats uh have been in the chat lately trying to bring a little bit of uh uh redirection to the group in there uh lately feels like everybody wants to go after belichick and talk about how terrible the gm is so uh i'll pass it over to uh bill uh, which well, so looking forward to another good, great podcast. Love BSJ. <laughs> I don't post that often. Excuse me on the cough. Um, my handle there is Bill D one nine five four. Awesome, very cool. Mike Davis, over to you. Mike from Stoneham. Um, actually, been more trolling on the Bruins coverage this week, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt BSJ is is the premier site for paid content, and it's worth every nickel. Um, Greg, Greg was my favorite writer before he started BSJ, so um, it's it's a no brainer. And and you know, some of the other writers are tr- tremendous too. Uh, it's a consistently great platform, and I'm really excited about talking about the, uh, the the game last week and the game coming up and facing B flow and and where they're going to end up in the playoffs. Awesome. All right, then we'll go down. Dad, I think you uh I think you're on to this this Bruce Arians Kangol look, man. I think you Yeah, but I want with my new uh Patriots. Ah, look at that sharp thing. Hey. Look at you uh, down there. Hi guys. Uh, D Lake is on BSJ and uh I'll I'll plug BSJ as well. It's as Mike Davis said, great coverage all across the board and all of Boston sports. And uh if anybody's not on there, go ahead and join. Come up in January and join. It's awesome. Hey, Coach Arians, do you need some help changing your username on BSJ? Do you know how to do that? Yeah, we've talked to you about it for like well, two months now. I might need a little help with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's hey, awesome. Bruce, why is, a, why is uh, Antonio Brown still on the roster? Yeah, you haven't cut him yet. What's going on? Um, 
I can't tell you that except I read the statement by Antonio yesterday. Why'd you why'd you try to make him play with an an, an injured if that's ankle? It, I was telling Bill Davis before we got on. If that's the case, that changes my tone a little bit about that whole situation. Well, so I got so possibly, but don't do jumping jacks while you're coming off the sideline. Well, no, I mean he ran across the field. He sprinted across the field like he was trying to catch a bus. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a disaster. I. I, I don't know. One word on this. I mean, I do agree with Tom Brady, and this was yeah, not popular too. in the BSJ chat. Anytime somebody's having a mental health breakdown, it is clear something is not right. Within sure. Uh, right. Realistic empathy. I'm not saying we should give more chances, but, like, something's not right with that cat. Like, that totally. whole thing. Yeah. Just, and if you go back years, I mean. I, That's not news. Right. No, something's yeah. not okay with him. I hope he yeah. gets whatever help he needs. Well, I, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a good call. And I, I think uh, and we kind of plug it. It's not not really sponsorship plug like we, we do BSJ, but, uh, you know, man in the arena, if, you, if you've if watched that, it's the Brady documentary on ESPN. He talks a lot about uh, – there's that similar – Andrew, what you're talking about is the press conference where he said, hey, we should all have compassion, and he was really calm about it. He really talks a lot, at least on the latest episode, uh, where he gets into like a lot of stuff about what happened in 2017, kind of how him and, and the Patriots and, and Belichick started kind of separating. He talks about his personal life and he's a really private guy. And so he really talks about like, you know, and Mike, I know you've seen it and, and it's kind of a raw thing. It, you know, some of the language is even raw. And he talks a lot about like, you know, not everybody knows everything. He's like a lot of stuff you hear in the media is, you know, false narrative and people act like they know everything, but they don't really know you know, he uses a choice word, but he's just essentially he's talking about the same thing with Brown. He's saying, y'all don't know it. You don't know everything. Like literally we don't need to act like we know everything in, you know, in the media and we wouldn't consider ourselves in the media really, but you know, it's just interesting to hear that and watch that episode and then see, um, see, see it happen kind of on that press conference. So I, I agree with you. I think, you know, there's a lot of hearsay and a lot of stuff that that's said out there, but clearly there's a problem uh, with AB. So, uh, but with that said, let's kick it into uh, let's kick it into Sunday. Uh, Pat's drop another fifty burger, another fifty Woo! burger. Uh, prediction wise, I guess I'll I'll take the win uh, on on being the closest prediction. Uh, it's amazing how I do that when I win a prediction, not so much when I lose one. Kind of skate right oh, past. It goes with the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> you're up close, or you're out in left field. So. Oh man, uh, I'll tell you what though. They uh, and Bedard said it in in a lot of his articles. Uh, they man, that was get right spot, right? Like I know it was the Jags. They were like a JV team. I mean, it was you know I say High school that. team. I, yeah, it wasn't good, Bill. You're right. Although it's still an NFL team. Like literally, it's still the top third, you know, top one percent, uh, probably at the bottom of the one percent mm -hmm. uh, players, players in the NFL. But they, you know, they dominated. Um, they dominated the game, one fifty to ten. Uh, it was awesome. Um, so thoughts, we'll just go around the room. Thoughts for you guys. We'll spend a, a few minutes here, and then uh, we'll kick it into our favorite fifteen player for the Pats. But what do you guys think on Sunday? I, I thought it was just awesome. I don't even have any like specific thoughts. It was just fun. I had fun finally in the last you know two weeks to watch a game. I mean, I think that they did what they had to do, of course. It, you know, historically, sometimes they struggle with team with, with lesser teams. And this was a game that could have caught them. And they went out, right, like you said, Mike, right from the get-go and uh, just started from the first series and kept right on going and actually looked like they were having fun playing football out there. So um, hopefully it rolls over to this coming Sunday. Agreed. I'll start by observing that they had both both backs on the field. 
Yep. Right. And, and, and I think that coach has been kind of harping on this, that when they've got both Stevenson and uh, uh, what's his name there on the field, they, they uh, play much Harris. better. And they, they, they can play power. Um, and, and I also think that this is the first time in a while, nobody pressed their receivers. Right. I, I think that Jacksonville was playing a lot of zones, So their receivers had some room to move. And that meant Mac had the ability to put the ball in spots and, I don't expect to see that this week, and I don't expect to see that going forward. So it was nice, right? I mean, that's why Wilkerson was able to get get a couple balls and even drop a third touchdown, right? I'll yeah. say this, that the um, the offensive line played very, very well on Sunday. Now, that didn't necessarily have to be the case, even though it was the Jaguars. But yeah. but they did, they did play well. That's right. That's right. I agree. Andrew, Bill, what do you think? So, as I said last week, when against the um, – the Bills loss, it's controlled by the offensive defensive lines. I believe football happens in the trenches. And I, while I don't think our defensive line against the Jags really played particularly well, I thought the offensive line was phenomenal. I really did. They gave, what do you have an average of? But God said 3.1 seconds to throw it, make each pass. That's a long time. You know, so with the Patriots style of doing the quick hits, that's right up their rally. Hopefully they can do more of it this week against Miami. We'll see. Great. Andrew, any thoughts? Any yeah, I, mean, I think most of what, what y'all have all said resonates. I mean, I, it, it was fun as a fan to watch. Um, I like the fact they could execute, even if it was against a, you know, weakened uh, opponent. And I, and I think it's not lost on me that qualifying for the playoffs matters. Right. I mean, I think for 20 years, I took that for granted. <laughs> And after last year, it was just there was a little bit on Sunday afternoon at 4:30 when ours is over and Titans won. I was like, all right, great, we get another game. How about that? We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get another another week to watch football. Uh, yeah, and I and I think that that's that was part of my experience on Sunday was just being grateful that we're back in the playoffs. I think it's I think it's dead on and good perspective. Uh, two two things that I think are opposite. Uh, while you guys were talking, two two things I was just that, that came across kind of reminded stuff. I think first one, Mike, you were talking about being in zone and, and Mac being able to put the ball in there. I also saw, I, I agree. I also saw a couple of dimes that he dropped. One with uh, Jacoby Myers uh, in the end zone on the corner route when it was man coverage, right? And I think I say that because I think the the common thread for the past two weeks that we haven't said on this show, and I think it's it's totally misguided, frankly is that the offense has been a problem. The defense has been a real problem. I think Mac hasn't looked great in the past two weeks, but I think that, uh, I think Mac's the answer long-term. And I think why I don't, I don't, I personally don't understand why that's still being questioned by some, some Pats fans. I also think that, uh, we need to slow down the love fest with Christian Wilkerson. Um, you know, I think that, I think Greg, uh, put in his article that he, he had a horrible drop in that game. Uh, and if Harry drops that ball, we're, people are riding in the streets, right? Because just of, of how they feel about and kill Harry. And I think that uh, Wilkerson, sure, he had a great game. You know, do I think he does that against the Bills, you know, the last two weeks or the Colts? No, I think he's a practice squad player. I think maybe he can develop into something. And maybe you guys have differences of opinion. I'd love to hear it. But and I think he's a good kid. I don't think he can separate any better than any of the other pass receivers. I don't think we found, you know, of uh, a, a, a five-star superstar receiver sitting on our practice squad. And I think that's how people responded, maybe because he's just on the practice squad and he got a couple of touchdowns and that's a feel-good story. 
but I think maybe, you know, there might be a little bit too much excitement for, for a guy that there's probably a reason why he hasn't played all year to, well, to be I mean, honest. We talked about this a while ago, right? When they put this team together, originally they put it together for a different quarterback with different skills. And I will say that I think at least Wilkerson goes to where you expect him to go and is where he is expected to be. And that's what I expect they're going to do over the next couple of years is put more receivers in that are going to be where they need to be when they need to be there. And that's the difference, right? And I think if Nikhil Harry, who's a big physical guy, who can go up and fight for a contested ball and get to where he needs to be when he needs to be there, you're going to see that talent. I think it's going to be telling this week against Miami um, whether Wilkinson is the fourth receiver. I was actually in there playing in place of Harry. I think that'll tell us a lot, which way, because obviously the coaches know a lot more about Wilkinson than we know. We right. see one game a week. They see him every day in practice. They know how fast he is, how slow he is. <clears throat> there was an article in the um, Athletic, I think yesterday or the day before, and it was saying when Wilkinson came out, he ran a 4-7-40. And, and when he left college, he was running a 4-4-40. So 4-4, that's not bad. That's respectable. Yeah, it's moving. I agree. Yeah, it certainly is. So, and again, is he still doing that now? That I, that I can't, can't tell you. Tell you, But <clears throat> I think the Patriots coaches know what they have, and they'll let us know. I think Aguilar, if he's healthy, he plays this week. Because Wilson went back down to the practice squad right after the game, I think, on Sunday, didn't he? He, he did, but they, oh, protect, did they protected him, though. So it's the yeah, first right. time all year that the Pats have used their, their practice squad protection. I think they uh, – I can't remember the, the cat's name on the defensive line. Ukulele. I was going to say ukulele. Jeff. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so they had four players that they, they protected on the practice squad. First time they've used it since it was instituted last year. And Wilkerson's one of them. So that could be because he had a big game that usually probably brings in other teams. Yeah. Pluck somebody off the practice squad. Right. So. Sure. Any other- well, especially this time of year, remember that half the teams are out of contention. Right. So they're going to be more, they're probably going to be more liberal with the use of their practice squad movement is they're trying to build for next year. Already. That's right. So that's right. That can make so sense. Somebody might want to pluck him. Right. And, and speaking of the 15th episode, Aguilar is number 15. In- uh, uh-huh. Nice segue, Mike. Uh, nice. That's just gorgeous. Back, that, that, that would give you that guy who at least should be able to take the top off of the defense. If they are um, putting, you know, putting that tight cover press coverage, which we yep. expect. That's right. Let's uh, so with that, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your segue. I'm gonna continue pulling the string here. That was that was well done. So uh, 15th episode, we're gonna we, we've we've had it now uh, going on. I don't I think we started it on I don't know what episode we started on, but uh, probably double digits on who the best uh, all time number is based on the number of the episode. So the first person that came to my mind and by my mind, I mean, Mike Davis's mind. Cause he told me yesterday, uh, was, was Chris Hogan, Seven Eleven, baby open 24, open 24 hours a day. Uh, that's who came to my mind, but you had another one, Mike, I'm gonna let you and Bill and, and, and dad, I, I think that, uh, this person was a little bit out of our generational scope. So <laughs> I'll throw it to you guys for the other 15 that we can debate. All right. Go ahead, coach. You saw him play live. Yeah, Babe, Babe Perilli, obviously, I saw him play when they played at, at Fenway Park, which is Mike Holovac was the coach of the Patriots back then, but um, Gino Capaletti was his main receiver. I think Gino's in the Hall of Fame, as you, you said yesterday, Mike. He was also a kicker. on. He was a kicker on the team, too. Um, 
he didn't win any Super Bowls. As someone said yesterday, Hogan did help win two Super Bowls. So um, that, that probably is going to take the cake as far as the, the best 15 goes. Hey, Dad, can I ask you a serious question about uh, Capaletti? I know we're talking 15s, talking yeah. Pirelli, but when you say kicker, was he uh, – this was in the 60s, I'd imagine. Straight so on, Mike. Straight on. <laughs> Tom Dempsey style. I was going to ask straight if you on. Kick straight on. All right. That, yeah. You knew where I was going. Yeah. Oh. Funny story too. Just one quick, uh, Gino Capaletti also lived a long time in, in, uh, Wellesley mass, Mike. That's awesome. Used to, come, used to come out to the high school and watch football practice once in a while. That's awesome. You bring that up because you lived in Wellesley mass. For yes, a long time, I did. Right? That's right. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. All right. So who, I mean, Bill, any thoughts on Pirelli, on uh, Hogan? I mean, again, Andrew, well, I mean, I got to go 7-Eleven because that's, you know, that's what I saw, right? So, Hogan, Hogan, I remember the best, obviously. He was the most recent. Uh, Babe Pirelli, I did not see him play at Fenway Park. Sorry, Coach. You got me up. You got me <laughs> on that one. Um, <clears throat> but um, I thought it was interesting. Hogan, when his football career was done, tried out for lacrosse, professional lacrosse yeah. player. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty athletic guy. Oh, I also absolutely. believe he's married to a physician up here in the Boston area. New York. Believe. She lives in New York. New York. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's so, crazy. I was close. Not these. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, Andrew, go ahead. We're going to throw, uh, are we going to do best number 15 based on potential or undeveloped potential? And and I think somebody yesterday was talking about Ryan Mallett, who might. Oh, my. You always love to talk about oh. people having Josh Allen's chooch. The chooch. Uh, did have Ryan a chooch. Mallett had a chooch, right? He did. But he, sure he did. could not actually throw it to his own teammates. So, ever. so. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm on the road in in Omaha today. I don't have my soundboard, but if I did, I would hit that uh, negative game show or that that uh, loser game show sound like five times. Do you, have a, out. Rack, do you have a train wreck? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I, and I got to be honest with you though. Uh, I remember when they. I think you might remember this when they drafted Ryan Mallett. I was fired up. I was really yeah, excited. He had a huge arm, man. Everybody thought he yeah. was the next Bledsoe is what I think people talked about at the time. Oh, man. Mike Mayock awesome. talked about him as a first-round arm talent. Oh, man. That's <laughs> that's uh, bad. Ryan Mallett, what a what a bring-up. Wow. What a right. call-out. So, Chris Hogan, Babe Perilli, it sounds like. We're Gotta go. Yeah. Out of this yeah. Movie. Yeah, I think it's one of the two. I mean, I think it's – I mean, you know, I, I think – Dad and Bill, and they, they even it sounds like you guys lean Chris Oak on yeah. that debate, right? I would have to say so. Although Perilli was the Perilli was kind of the founder of the team. I mean, when the Patriots first started back in what 1960. Is that by the way? And I, I've said it for weeks that we need to get into the jersey debate, and we never do, and we got to do it going in the playoffs or something. I want them to bring back. I, I past Patriot helmets are great. I personally think they should. I, I want them to see them bring back the '90s blues and whites and play in those sometime. I, I think those are awesome. Melichick uh, won't ever do it because those are fucking spelled uh, jerseys. I know, I know, but I love, I love especially those whites, those '90s whites with the huge path to Patriot on the shoulder pads are like the greatest thing ever. Uh, but I also think they should bring back the old helmet with the. Uh, it, it, with the sailor hat or with the the patriot hat oh, yeah, just the on the 60 yeah the yeah. 60 helmet that thing it's not a sailor hat by the way it's a, um no i know it looks like a sailor hat it's but it's a patriot hat track corner uh yeah the track yeah, corner, corner. Hat, track right. corner. Yeah, that thing, that helmet is Taylor awesome. Hat. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the you, if they, if Sailor hat. 
Andrew and I talked about this the other day. I, my favorite uniform is still the red jersey. I I I, I love that red jersey with the Pat the Patriot helmet. I think that's still the best uniform. Ah, oh, that's great. I just I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Um, I I agree with that one. Well, this Sunday we're going to be wearing uh what the road whites in Miami. Is that right? Uh, yes, we should be, unless they make us wear the blues. Because I was going to say, in Miami at 85 degrees, they may have us have the blue jerseys on. Yeah, they must have the blues on. You like that road white, though, Andrew? Yeah. I do like the road white. I also want to talk about Miami because uh, we're running short on time. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I got us lost in, in, uh, lost in that. So let's talk about Miami for a second, just a few minutes, and let's kick into the playoffs. We'll kind of wind down because we're in now, baby. So we can talk about that. So Miami, I, I listen, I'm uh, – I go back, Dad, you and I, I think, lament. I don't know why we do this to ourselves, but we lament often that if they would have won in week one uh, in my, uh, at home against Miami in a game that was very winnable, they would be in the one seed right now uh, with a chance to go to Miami and lock it down. That didn't happen. I worry about Miami. I think they – I mean, I, listen, I, I think they got right in Jacksonville. I think Mac's going to play better because it's warm weather. Uh, and he showed that last week in, in some warmer weather. But, I, you know, Miami – Brian Flores knows how to defend his team. And, and they, they're not good in Miami historically. It's a house of horrors. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they do struggle a lot and, and possibly lose this game. Um, I don't want that to be the case, but I could see it. I'll, I'll, I'll build off of what Bill said before. I think the Miami offensive line stinks. I think they're as bad as what you just saw in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Miami defensive line is better, uh, but they're banged up. So I think that you're going to see him scheme. I think you're going to see that their 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 corners and their safeties are pretty good. That they're going to press. They're going to try to blitz. I, but but I don't think they're going to have an answer just for us to be able to line up and and just blast the ball at them if both running backs are healthy. Yeah. And and I actually do think that this could be a week that Aguilar and Johnny Smith. If, if they give them a little bit of time to get open, that those were the skill set that they acquired, you know, Bourne and Aguilar and Smith for, and that those could come in handy this week. So I, th- I think you're on to something there, Mike. I think my, the only issue I have with our, their, uh, their offensive line being bad, which I agree it's bad, is that they historically, like Flores knows that. So what they do is they get two against the ball out in like a second. And then our, our, he makes our secondary make a play, which is what we struggle with in week one. Like, it's, he doesn't take much time back there. It's usually a snap the ball, there's a read, he, he throws it. And so I, we don't have a lot of time to get to him, um, which is annoying because I don't think two is that good. Well, like, I think he's all right. One of the strengths of, of the Dolphins team is their wideouts. I mean, they got, they got good people on the outside. So if they do get the ball out there, it is going to be, you know, a challenge. Oh. Um, I think a big key too is obviously the run game, both running backs. If Harris's hamstring is at all bothering him, I don't see him playing a whole ton Sunday, um, which, you know, that changes the dynamic. But I still think they can run the ball. Um, again, run, Max going to throw the ball quickly, throw it short. I think the screen game could come into big play on Sunday. Um, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, we'll see what happens. They, they, they really don't have a whole lot of pressure on them down there this week, which is which is a good thing for them, I think. Go down there and play and play loose. Agreed. Andrew, Bill? So I think the game depends a lot on what Buffalo does. Buffalo's playing at one. They moved the Patriots to a 430 game 
if Buffalo loses that game, I think I you see a much different Patriots team come out that tunnel to start, to start the game at 4.30. I really do. No, I, mean, I think they play them at the same time. So that yeah, they move did, they move, did they move Buffalo yeah. to four? They moved Buffalo, yeah. right? I did not know that. Yeah, they okay. always try to do that whenever the game has standings uh, meaning within the division. Got it. Okay. Sure you start at the same time so that you can't scheme it. Uh, okay. Sorry. I thought Buffalo was on still on at one o'clock. Hey, Bill, just so you know, I did I did go tell Andrew and Michael last night that the Jets are going to beat the Bills tomorrow. I mean, on Sunday. All right. <laughs> I think they will. I think they got, got Mike from Stoneham to look up. He he looks surprised there with that like, take. Well, I mean, they, they should have beat uh, Tampa Bay last Sunday. Maybe they come out and do, you know, maybe. Yeah, but, Dad, if you've not learned anything over the years, betting on the NFL. No, it's terrible. The Bills <laughs> almost should have lost to the Falcons last week, and the Jets almost should have I got it. Luck. So, you know what that means? <laughs> The Bills are going to beat the Jets by 40. On Sunday. That's, that's, yeah, that's totally true. true. And, and by the way, the Bills almost should have lost to the Falcons, and you're feeling good at halftime if you took the Falcons, and then they blew them out in the second half. So you're that's betting. That's right. Just like yeah, that. By the way, how Josh, how Josh Allen, just real quick, how Josh Allen look on true, Sunday? Oh, it looked like crap. Okay. Yeah, it looked like crap. Hey, get, I just give, no, no, no. Give us your Miami thoughts real fast, and then we're going to go yeah, to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Miami, I, I think uh, – I have no idea um, – I, I mean, I do think it's a better challenge than what we had last week. Flores is going to have a good game plan. Uh, I think Miami will play hard, even though they're eliminated, essentially eliminated. I mean, I think the big thing I'd love to see is for the defense to be a little more physical and to maybe practice a little bit more tight man coverage. A, to your point, two against the ball out quickly, so try to force them into some mistakes. And B, if you make mistakes and it doesn't work and you give up some big plays, who cares? Like, you're going to play the next week. I'd love to That's see right. some reps of a more aggressive man defense and just see how it goes. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Greg Bedard on this front, that, like, that stop zone, giving space, letting everybody run free is just not going to work in the playoffs. It, it – Football and Belichick knows this better than everybody is about complementary football. When you have a road warrior, two awesome backs and a great offensive line, and you just want to run it down people's uh, throats on the road, which I do think will work. And we're going to be a, a tough matchup in January. You got to have an aggressive defense who takes the ball away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't give up 10 minute drives and then go back out and run the ball three times. And so they're not complimentary right now. I think this Sunday is a good chance to try something new. Well, one last thought is that in the playoffs, Mac is going to have to make some plays. I mean, I think the quarterback has to make plays in the playoffs. And the big concern in some of the things that I've listened to this week and you know, not that the target heads know everything, but they their concern is can Mac make those plays, you know, in a playoff atmosphere when the game's on the line. Right, we'll see. You know. Yep. So, so real quick, one thing just to keep in mind is that you know, ball security, ball security, ball security, and I know it's boring, but Tua turned is turned over the ball this year more than any other quarterback mm -hmm. I believe who's who's played. So uh, he does try to get the ball out quick, but that's not always a good thing. So if their if their offensive line is as bad as it is, I think you know they're going to speed him up as much as they can, and that doesn't always mean he's going to put the ball in the hands of his guy, or he's going to put the you know he's not going to put the ball in the turf. I think just against the Titans, he had two 
one where he tried to put it in the hands of a of a running back and it ended up on the ground and another where he was so busy trying to get out from under the center and ended up on the ground. So, yep. I, I, I agree. Um, and we'll see what happens. The spread six and a half Pats are favored on the road, but six and Indeed. a half. Just uh, numbers. Should we just do a quick prediction? Yeah, yeah. Let's just go around and we'll go playoffs. Over under 40. So low, low total, six and a half. Pats are favored. Uh, Andrew, let's and literally we'll just go numbers and then we'll get into to what we what we want in the playoffs. Go ahead. Okay. Uh 2313. Okay. 2313, Mike. 2815 for the number 15. Ah, Why not? I like it. <laughs> Dad. I think. 2417 Patriots. All right. Bill? 2821 Pats. Oh, nice. 2821. I will go 1710 Patriots. Uh, 1710. I'll go low. I'll go super over. Uh, everybody will jump on all over Mac if they only score 10 points. I, well, no, they're 17. <laughs> Pat's 17. Patriots win by seven. 1710. Uh, I'd be real happy with our defense if that were the case. Yeah. The Dolphins only scored 10. All right, playoffs. We're in there. Uh, there's a chance we still win the division, which would mean a home game, which, uh, weirdly enough, I kind of want us to go on the road. I know that's crazy. Um, like, I think this team's better as an underdog, backs against the wall. I agree, Andrew, that uh, I think I said this a couple weeks ago about the Chiefs. I watched us play soft zone against the Bills, and then I watched the Chiefs, who don't have as many good skill players on defense in the back end as the Pats do line up and tight man coverage across, get real aggressive against Pittsburgh and, uh, and just play an aggressive style of defense, which is what I wanted to see. Um, I got to be honest with you. You said this the other day, and I think you're crazy. The, the Bengals scare the hell out of me. I don't want anything to do with that three-headed monster in Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow's the real deal. I think he's got more confidence right now than any quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I am nervous that he's not playing on Sunday, which means it, neither is Joe Mixon. And the line has shifted by like eight points. Uh, and if the Browns lose, we're probably going to get the Bengals. I want the Bengals to win. I want Buffalo. I don't want a piece. I want the whole thing. I want to go right back to Buffalo and shove it right in their faces. I want everything to do with Buffalo or Indianapolis. I'll take Indy too, but I don't think we can play Indy because, well, unless the Jets win. But my pick, who I want to see in the first round, is the Buffalo Bills. I think you're crazy. <laughs> that, that Buffalo Bills team was built to beat the Patriots. No, man. I'm just, I'm, I think, but I don't think you're going to see the same pass team that you saw. I'm against. just saying that when they built them in the, in, over the last five years, they've been building them to stop Bill Belichick's, you know, offensive schemes and defensive schemes. So. I, I know. I just think Josh Allen might puke himself. I think uh, uh, Sean McDermott might puke himself. Like, I don't know. They, the last thing those two want to see are the Pats here, coming here's in. The, here's, here's the hottest take. Um, I do think I'd rather have the Bengals. I could regret that at some point. Uh, but, it, I, you know, I, I, just to be clear, I said this on Sunday in a text chain to Mike before Greg was even talking about it on Felger and Maz this week. But, like, you give me a, a playoff rookie head coach, a playoff rookie uh, quarterback, a not-so-good defense, and a weak offensive line, and you give Bill Belichick and Mac Jones a week, I, give me that all day. Like, and by the way, I love the fact we'll be an underdog, too, for those that might like to partake in um, putting down wagers, like Patriots money line playoff underdog. Feels like a, a pretty good bet. Uh, but I actually don't think it matters. I think if this team sticks to the formula of running the ball and, you know, 
being focused and we get a little bit of, of, of a reboot of Judon, which I think is coming. I think we're going to beat the bills or the Bengals. And then, you know, we'll figure out Tennessee or Kansas city afterwards. But I, I actually think this is a team. Nobody really deep down. Nobody really wants to play the Patriots, whether it's at home or on the road in that wild card weekend. I agree with that, that nobody wants to play the Patriots. My thing is give Belichick Buffalo three times in one year and he pulls out a victory. That's that's just me. They almost pulled it out in the second game that they lost, right? Yeah, they played horrible. Bill, I mean, it could have been worse. Horrible. That's what I'm saying. Bill, I'm with you. I, I totally agree. I, and by the way, don't lose to Miami. Because if you happen to lose to Miami, I was telling Andrew this yesterday, and the Raiders win. We're headed to Kansas City. I don't want anything to do with Kansas City in the first round. I need that to happen later in the playoffs. <laughs> like, I, I don't want any of that. Uh, Dad, Mike, what do you guys want for a first-round matchup? Well, in a perfect world, I'd like to see him go to Buffalo and beat Buffalo, of course. My concern, and again, you say what you want, and Andrew said it weeks back, is Mac Jones good in the cold weather? I, and the weather has something to do with it, maybe. And they, if they go to Buffalo in, in a week, two weeks' time or a week's time, no telling what the weather's going to be like up there. At the same time, I, I prefer them to play Buffalo than I do Cincinnati, I think. Um, Mike, Mike, you know exactly what the weather's going to be like in Buffalo in two weeks. Look out yeah, the window right, right there. Right <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, I'm here. Negative two feels like. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the the skill guys for the the Bengals scare me, scare everybody out there. But like Andrew says, I mean, it's a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback who's really never been tested in that in that theater. So, uh, I again, do, do they want to play the Patriots? I, probably not. I, either way, either way, they're in the playoffs. So that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Mike Davis. Yeah, I'm. I guess Cincy, because I think you probably are facing a banged up Mixon. Um, but I, it's not an easy path to ch- anyway, any which way you go. I mean, I think we're there a year early anyway. Uh, I do like your thought that of 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 the those teams, I'd, I'd like to face Indy because uh, yeah. I think Wentz stinks, and I I think you you learned a lot from facing them earlier in the year, but I don't see that happening. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, this it's funny. We're talking about Buffalo totally left field here. I listen to another podcast where they talk about uh, it's old Miami guys. And they t- I don't know who the Miami coordinator or running backs coach was a long time ago, but he has like a funny thing. He's from Boston, but the guy makes a joke where he's like, you're going to go, who needs me? You're going to go to Buffalo and win with Bernie Pomley, but we don't have Bernie Pomley. We got two, uh, Two, two stallions back there running the ball. So it just made me think about that when you guys said it. But listen, I think you're right. I think, you know, I always do that every year. It's like, hey, who do I want to play? Who do we match up? I don't think it matters. Like, literally, no, I don't think anybody wants to play this team. I think this team's gritty. Andrew, the one thing you say, and then we'll get out of here, is you always bring up the offense, though, about running, controlling the ball, so on and so forth. I'm real worried about that defense. I don't know if they can play man up tight defense and, and bring a lot of pressure. That's that's what concerns me about anybody that we play, specifically the Bengals. So, all right. We'll find hey out. Guys. All right. Yeah, you're right. All right. So episode 15 in the books. Thanks to everybody for See joining us. Hey, let's go, uh, let's go beat the Dolphins this weekend. Let's enjoy it. And then uh on to the wild card round and we'll be here for let's episode squish 15. the fish. Yeah, squish the fish. <laughs> go past Happy New Year, my guys. age. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>